But yeah, whenever we are recording, I feel kind of weird because I hear my voice. Like, I feel like that's everybody, though. Mm -hmm. Because you'll hear your voice and it's like, oh, I sound like that. That's disappointing. (laughs) And then, for me, it's my southern accent. I feel like it's a lot more noticeable for people that obviously aren't from southern Illinois or southern more than that. But... I guess it's whatever. But anyway, welcome back to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I believe this is the ninth episode. My friend Matt is joining us right now. Um, the first thing I'm going to do, I usually have a little bit of a monologue before they say anything. He's in the room with me. He's let me use his boss's office, so whoever his boss is, you're a kind person. Matt's a kind person. But uh, Matt is a very volunteerism-heavy young man. He's a very nice man. Uh, my CAP program here, my honors program, had me do a civil what would you say like civil engagement program civil engagement program yeah yeah so i got the opportunity to meet with matt here uh americor vista americor vista i'm proud of myself he is a part of that and he is with us until the end of the year at uis till august 2nd 2019 dang that's wild Mm -hmm. how does that feel um it's weird because like i feel like i'm making friends here yeah and then like i'm just gonna be gone that's well, kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like being an adult. And while you're an adult, you um, you make friends, and then you move on to your next like thing in life. You can't like uh, stop your ambitions just because of friendships. Fair enough. Which is kind of harsh, but like... It's kind of... The world keeps turning, whether you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you drink Diet Coke, Matt? I don't, but I'm going to make an exception for today what a homie there's yours awesome all right cheers clink crack open these bad boys and that just means we started there's not a podcast that'll go by without a diet coke all right so for most of the people that are listening i'd say a lot of my listeners come from springfield but also back home in carbondale and murfreesboro so, would you like to elaborate on what AmeriCorps Vista is? Okay. I'll go into a little bit of detail, because I don't want to talk too much about it. Yes. Because I don't know how much about AmeriCorps I'm allowed to talk about. Oh, interesting. Because it's a government program thing. Uh, but anyway, so you're not AmeriCorps... you to kill me afterwards, are you? Oh, someone else would do that. Uh, well, at least you're You know honest. the snipers on the roof? Uh, <laughs> um, so, AmeriCorps is kind of like a domestic version of the Peace Corps. So, while the Peace Corps, you are in other countries. Yes. AmeriCorps, you are in the great country of America. Hot damn. And uh, it's just a year compared to the Peace Corps, which is can go from like three to four years. And it's, I, I like it because it's pretty chill. Okay. So, how long are you going to be with AmeriCorps Vista, you think? So, just I'm just going to do my year. Okay. And then I am hopefully going to grad school after that. All right. Well, I am going to grad school after that. Let's not even say might be. We talked about this before, but where did you study for undergrad? Did you go to, was it up north, I'm assuming? I mean, a little north from here, Illinois State University. Okay. And where are you going to go for graduate school, you think? Um, I'm applying to a few different schools, Um, Illinois State University. Oh, nice. Just because, you know, when I went there, I was pretty shy, and... I didn't, like, get involved with anything. Mm-hmm. I kind of regret that. So now that I have, like, developed into this <laughs> person <Yeah. laughs> um, that can 
make more conversation and like get involved with stuff i kind of want to go back there my analogy was like i left like as a little kitten and i want to come back as a lion just tear ah, stuff apart yeah that's nice so what what made you change you think would it be americorps vista or oh what? no <laughs> I, okay it was just kind of just not caring about like what people think okay yeah see i got that um just because like i grew up caring a lot Mm-hmm. about everything too much like plus 10 of how much people normally care about stuff Interesting. and social events and stuff and then I just got to the point where I was like especially here with all these freshmen uh-huh. like, I don't care what you guys think about me so I'm just gonna go Fair enough. all out am I allowed to swear in here? yeah absolutely oh I just wanted to go balls out balls, balls isn't even a swear <laughs> but reasonable um, so, like, uh, ooh. How, ooh, that's a shame. <laughs> anybody, that. I'll get that later, Matt. You don't have to worry about that. Okay. Uh, anybody wondering, I just, I, I copied out, and uh, instead of making it to the trash can, I went behind a bookshelf. Anyway, but, so, the reason why you changed was because you just felt drained from worrying too much? Is that what you think? Um. Or was it just, like, a natural thing? Or I think you... it was just naturally growing up. Okay. I, mean, I keep talking about growing up, but, yeah, it just got to the point where... I uh, had more experiences and met more people and realized how, like, unimportant I am. So I'm not, like, important enough for people to, like, think about, like, oh, Matt said that one thing that one time. Okay. What a terrible asshole. (laughs) And now I'm, like, just, like, saying whatever. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Um, For people that aren't, that can't see you or haven't met you, my usual, like, interviewee is, like, 17 to 19, so would you like to tell us what your age is? Oh, yeah, definitely. I am 24. 24. You're a big kid. Yeah. Am I the... So I'm, like, the oldest person yes. that's ever been... Yeah. Well, cool. Well, for now. For now. But, I plan on interviewing my father. He probably has you beat by a couple years, but... Uh, yeah. You are now the oldest official member of the podcast club here. That's cool. Well, so... How about you talk about why you decided you were interested in being on this podcast? Don't get me wrong, I'm glad that you did. I think it's impressive. I feel like this is going to add diversity to this podcast, but I was flattered that you came up and talked to me about it. Okay. So when me and Jackson first met, mm-hmm. we were at a food bank, yep. storing food, and me and him both volunteered to go in the back and throw stuff in the dumpster, and yep. the guy that was supposed to help us like do this like disappeared for a while, so we were just like in the back freezer for 15 minutes just chilling and talking. Yep. And I mean, I like talking. And so we talked, and he told me about this podcast, and I like to, when I hear a student is doing something, I want to, like, show interest and, like, look into it, because I feel like you guys are at the point where the things you do will either become amazing and great, or, like, not be great. Yeah, they're just an experiment at that point. I feel like I want to be involved with that, so in case, like, one day, one of these things gets really big i can be like hey that'd be pretty wild i was yeah <laughs> so i kept that in the back of my mind for a long time and then i was taking the train the amtrak train to springfield mm-hmm. during thanksgiving and i had nothing to do i was just staring at the back of the guy's head in front of me just like Reasonable. so bored and i was like <laughs> that kid has a podcast i'm gonna listen to it and then like within 10 minutes i'm like i want to be on this well, that's pretty nice. I just, like, I don't know. It seemed so fun, and here I am. I like it. I remember 
I do remember everything that she said. I remember you described me as a cartoon character at one point, <laughs> which I took as a compliment. I, I haven't received that one before, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's... So the way my mind works, I get, like... It changes a lot. Uh-huh. And, like, new interesting ideas come into my head. Yes. And then, like, the in, like the idea to describe someone as a cartoon character recently got in around that time. I see. And then, like, I met someone that reminded me of a cartoon character or something. Fair like, enough. So I've used it... I probably told, like, three other people that, that week. Oh, okay. I know. I'm not I'm that s- special. That's what you're telling I'm me. sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm slightly offended, but... It's... I mean, I, it's true, though. I'll take... Yeah. Okay. Like, not even, like, an adult cartoon where it's, like, human, but, like, I could see you hanging out with, like, Spongebob. I think I'd entertain Spongebob. Mm-hmm. I can get serious. I can be funny. All yeah. that funny stuff. So... I guess the big question, the Pursuit of Happiness podcast, it's all about what makes you tick. And as of right now, the only thing that we really know about you is that you like to volunteer. Like, I feel like you have a wild side. We're not going to get into that until later on in the show here. But the first thing is, like, what made you decide to do AmeriCorps Vista? Like, why did you decide that you wanted to volunteer and, like, come here to Springfield or UIS? Okay. So... I'm going to be careful answering this question okay. to begin with, just because I am an AmeriCorps Vista. But honestly, I'm not really the biggest... Volunteering isn't my passion. I see. So when I got into AmeriCorps, it wasn't because, like, oh, I really want to volunteer. <laughs> it was more like I just wanted to enhance my skills okay. after college. So when I first graduated in 2017... I had some friends doing Ameri- going into AmeriCorps, and I was like, oh, I might do that. But then I got a job working with young adults with special needs. Okay. And um, so I was like, oh, I got a job now. I don't need to look at this AmeriCorps crap anymore. Yeah. So then I kind of like threw that to the side, and I did that job. Uh-huh. I disliked it. It trained me a lot. I realized that I didn't want to work with that population. Mm-hmm. I was not... You need to be a very special kind of person. Yes. And I did not have the patience. Mm-hmm. And it was not good for me or the young adults with special needs, I felt. Yeah. Like, not like I was, like, ruining their <laughs> lives or anything, but I could just tell, like, someone else could have been doing yes. a better job than me. So then I looked back into AmeriCorps, and I was thinking about when the last time I was, like, really enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, on, at a college campus. So I looked at ones related to college campuses, and I applied to a few, and then I had a phone interview here. Um, I totally forgot about the interview, like, after I set up with my boss, and um, I was literally, like, in my boxers when she called, and <laughs> um, I wasn't right or prepared, mm-hmm. but then, like, two weeks later, I got a call, and they were like, hey, we want you to come to UIS, and I was like... Hot dog. Well, that's well. It's funny how things work out, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, if volunteerism isn't your, it's not obviously you like it enough to be doing it right now. Mm-hmm. What do you like doing? Um, I think here I realized I just like working with other people, young adults. Okay, like college age adults, because I see so much um, motivation in students. And see so much, um, I'm looking for a word, ambition, ambition. I just see them doing great things. Okay. And I feel like I want to 
be there and kind of like help them and steer them in the right direction. All right. So like working on a college campus permanently might be an idea for you. Yes. For grad school, I have been looking for like higher education. Okay. And that's what I was about to ask. Yes. So what would you be teaching then, if I may ask? I would probably not be on the education side. Ah, like administrative? Yeah. Somewhere. I don't know. I'm going to go to school, figure it out. I gotcha. What are you leaning towards now then? Uh, I think I'd be a pretty kick-ass advisor. I would, like, you know, be honest, not bullshit the kids. Yeah, you seem like an honest person, if I may say so. I try to be. No. <laughs> I think you need to be honest and authentic. Yeah. Because you just... I feel like if you're lying to people, then you're messing with them. Yes, I agree. Sadly, some people actually need to be told the truth sometimes, for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's just the way it is. So, all right. The journal here, is there anything in there? Or is that just... Oh, this is just... I have this AmeriCorps journal that they gave to me in my AmeriCorps training. And it's... I mean, honestly, I don't even know what that... Did you put that in there? Yeah, I did put that in there. But it's just like little notes I take. Okay. And honestly, it's kind of like a crutch when I go into a meeting. So I can look like I'm prepared. And I'll open Ah. my binder and have my pen. And be like, oh, yes. (laughs) We're doing that. Okay, fair enough. Because honestly, I don't really... May I see it? I mean, go for it. It's just... If it's empty, I just like the way it looks. Yeah, it's really nice. When I went to my AmeriCorps training, they gave everyone that nice binder. Okay. So, do you like it here at UIS, at least? Um, It's kind of like a love-hate relationship, honestly. Would you like to elaborate? Because I'm curious. Or can you elaborate? Yeah, I'll elaborate. I, I mean, I won't go into... Okay. I'll go into details, some details. Nice. Um, I mean, I really like the students. Uh-huh. I feel like there's a community because it's so small, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is what UIS loves to promote. Yes. And, yes. Um, but at the same time, the campus, I feel, can be a very isolated because we're not a part of, like, Springfield itself. Like right. We're, we're kind of just in this corner. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the students are commuters. So pretty much the only people here are people that are forced to live here, which yes. are the freshmen and sophomores. And then for someone like me, who's 24, yeah, it can be very isolating for me personally. Mm-hmm. Because I, as much as I love... The kids I hang out with here. You also want to be around people your own age, I'm assuming. Right. I, I can't party with a 19-year-old, yeah, honestly. That's that's a fair assessment. So do you live on campus, technically, or what do you do? Um, or can I ask you that question? You can ask me that. You can ask me anything. Okay. But um, um, for most schools that are part of AmeriCorps, mm-hmm. you're pretty much on your own, living arrangement-wise. Mm-hmm. But here at UIS, they graciously gave me a room to live in so okay. in um, the apartments all right. right over there so I, li- I have student roommates they're all older than 21 okay. transfer students there I'm go. not just hanging yeah <laughs> that's okay so would you recommend AmeriCorps to other people can I ask that yeah um yeah I definitely if you're just coming out of college and you don't really have don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. I feel like it's a really good way to get on your feet and like Find out what you like and what you don't like and prepare you for grad school or gain a job in the real world. Okay. 
So whenever you were growing up, did you have any idea of what you wanted to do? Like you had any inkling of a hobby that you wanted to pursue? Or like, whenever I grow up, I want to do this or do that? Yes. Um, I wanted to be a math teacher back oh, in the day. That's interesting. And um, I did good until I got to Calculus two in junior college. And then I was just like, nah, this isn't for me. I Calculus one, like it was so easy. I got A's, A's for days. Mm-hmm. And then like next semester I did calculus two and within the first class I was just like, No, I can't I can't do this. So then I gave up on my math dreams. And then I'm a, I have a degree in psychology. Okay. A BS in psychology. Mm-hmm. And the BS doesn't stand for bullshit. <laughs> Bachelors <laughs> of Science. Okay. Um, yep. And I picked psychology because it was such a broad field. Yeah. Because I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I figured, hey, if I get something broad that I can uh, narrow down on what exactly mm-hmm. I want to do eventually. So do you plan on using your degree then? Like in psychology? Uh, At all, I guess I should ask. Probably not. I can list a lot of psychology facts for you. I can tell you about the id, superego, and ego, which is like basic stuff. But um, yeah, I probably won't be using my psychology degree, but it does open doors for me. Okay. Because I can't go to grad school without undergrad degree so with my psychology degree i'll be allowed into grad school so like it doesn't so if you have a bachelor's degree like even in a certain subject you can just go to graduate school yes that's nice but it depends like if you're going to something very specific like if you wanted to be like a surgeon of some sort right you'd have they'd be like oh what undergrad undergrad classes did you take and i'd be like oh i took nothing to do with that they'd be like okay We'll allow you into this program, but you need to take all these undergrad classes. That'd be rough. Right. So with general education, they're pretty... Higher... General... Higher education, they're pretty lenient, and they don't have that many prerequisites. Are you worried about, like, the cost of graduate school and everything? Well, in graduate school, you can get assistantships. Okay. And usually most assistantships cover your tuition. All right. So I will probably be aiming for that. And there's some people that feel like they're too good for that, almost. Like, oh, I don't want to work for the school. Okay. I want to do whatever. But with assistantships, especially with higher education, you're gaining so much, like, good experience on a college campus mm-hmm. that you'd be crazy not to... Actually use it. Mm-hmm. And it's free tuition. Like, come on. Yeah, that makes sense. It's hard to turn down free tuition to anything, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so... Like, you plan on going to graduate school after this, so you plan on working at a college somewhere after mm-hmm. this. Would you consider going to Illinois State or coming back to UIS, you think? Like, to work here? Mm-hmm. Like, after graduate school and everything. That's an interesting question, because like, I haven't... Where do you think you're going to go after this? If you, if you had a dream of where you'd want to go, where do you think that'd be? Oof, I'm so... The way I plan things, I'm, like, building a bridge. Like, yeah. I don't, like, look. I'm just down, building, building, <laughs> building, not, like, looking ahead. Okay. So right now, I'm very, like, narrow-minded thinking. Um, coming back to UIS, I think, would be really interesting because I feel like UIS is very underdeveloped in a lot of their programs. I agree. And that working here would... You would, you would always be busy. <laughs> like, there's so much to work on mm-hmm. and so much to, like, earn your stripes compared to, like, a bigger university that's been established. Because UIS, 
hasn't always been a four-year university Mm -hmm. for a while um i believe it was only like junior and senior yes which is crazy that's kind of weird but um so they are still kind of underdeveloped in a lot of things yeah so it would be cool to work on that stuff compared to a bigger university that's been set up um that already kind of has its programs Mm -hmm. so you'd kind of just be doing what they did the previous year and kind of just yeah zoning out so i could possibly see myself coming back to uas um but who knows wherever the world takes you wherever the world takes me fair enough so do you have a plan on having a family or having relationships or having kids eventually does do you see that in the future uh maybe maybe honestly we'll see where my career goes are you single now um i am actually in a relationship all right uh, with this boy named matthew all right Wait, you guys have the same... I'm referring to myself. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay. So, yes, I'm single, but I like... To... You threw me for a curveball. I know. I know. I was... Because I know you like to ask that question to your guests, so I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. But I'm like, oh, what if he thinks... It was so complicated. If I had, like, a more unique name, I could have been like, oh, I'm in a relationship with Buckner. Buckner. And then you'd be like, oh, that has to be you. Yeah, Matt's too much of a common name. But yeah, I'm very focused on myself right now. Okay, that's fine, I and think. Yeah. I'm, because you have yourself forever, mm-hmm. so you gotta kind of, like, work on that. Okay. I mean, if a relationship, like, someone started pursuing me, yeah, then maybe I'd be open for it. But I'm not going out of my way. I gotcha. I'm not on any dating apps currently. <laughs> I know okay. I've heard that you are very involved in tinder currently uh as of right now yes yeah tinder and bumble yeah but uh i have okay i've currently taken a bet i don't know if i discussed this on the podcast yet but uh i have taken a bet to where i can't message anybody i match with or i'm romantically interested in first until the end of the semester because there was a point where i was talking to I believe seven or eight girls at once, mm-hmm. and I was accused of being thirsty, and so I was like, okay, and I was like, so now, I haven't decided what I get if I win the bet, because I'm, I'm getting really close, I only have like a solid 12 days until the bet's over, so I'm on a roll, and we made this bet about like a month ago, mm-hmm. month month and a half ago. But if I lose the bet, I can't drink Diet Coke for a week. Oh, wow. So, needless to say, I'm going to win this bet. <laughs> but, okay. So, I want to dive into the seven okay. girls you were talking to. Okay. Like, what, like, why were you accused of being thirsty? Were you, like, sending them some Mm-mm. bad pics? Nah, no. No? Like, I'm, I'm kind of flirtatious, depending on how I'm feeling. Like, the nighttime, you get lonely, you start being a little lucrative with your swiping <laughs> method. But, uh, like, I don't know. Um, there was a couple times I matched with people. I never say anything, like, too provocatively sexual. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't want to be a bad person. Um, like, there will be times where they're pretty flirtatious. I talked about it a long time ago, but one girl messaged me if I was DTF. Like, that yeah. was one of my very mm-hmm. first Tinder experience. I was like, oh, this is interesting. But, um, like, 
I was talking to my parents about this too. It's like they thought it was funny because they didn't see there was anything wrong with it, neither did I per se. But also, it's the idea of like probably I'm just spreading myself a little too thin with talking to too many girls at one time. Yeah. Um, like don't get me wrong, girls. I'm. There was a point where I was still talking to plenty of girls after the bet. Mm-hmm. I was still winning the bet, but I've only been talking to one right now. Okay, that's good. Yes, I've been narrowing it down. Mm-hmm. That's important because like. I mean, it depends on how you're doing it. Like, if you tell someone, yeah, I've been talking to seven girls, immediately someone will be like, hmm. But if you're like, oh, I've been talking to seven girls and we've only been talking for a week, then it's like, oh, you're kind of like looking at your options and narrowing yes. it down. So, can I see a picture of this one girl? Uh, sure. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, there was another girl a while back that I was like crushing pretty hard on, and mm. she is from Connecticut. Oh. Sadly, she wasn't down for the long-distance relationship, but that's okay. Um, I currently have, from everything that's occurred, left over, I have 73 matches on Tinder. And um, here's the one I've been talking to. You know how Tinder works, don't you? Yeah. You type. Okay, yeah. there you go. Okay. Uh, let's not say this girl's name over the air, just so... I won't. Thank you. I won't. I figured you wouldn't, just wanted to... Hey, now. Okay. I'll let you look at my profile in a second. Mine's not provocative by any means, but, you know. Oh, she has cats. Okay. 77 miles away. Yes. So, what's your range on this? Um, it depends on wh- what I'm feeling and what time of day. <laughs> But it's usually to 50, and then the max I go is 80. And why? Because Springfield has, like, since we're, like, in the middle of a cornfield, there's not too many people around us. Mm-hmm. And plus, I'm from Carbondale, so, like, yeah. I can hook some people from the <laughs> south, too. But, um, let me see here. Like, I, pff, there's a couple of people that go to the community college nearby, but, like, what are the odds that you're going to match with them is the thing, so. Have you been on any dates with these women? Um, like, the thing is, I've matched with people that I've met in real life on Tinder, and I've gone out with them. But, like, some of these people are just too busy. Some, like, dodge me, which is whatever, I guess. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, I've met a few in real life, if that helps. Before you go into that, uh, your profile, I feel, I like it because it gives me a good vibe of, because I kind of know you. Yes. And like, I see these pictures, I'm like, yeah, that's Jackson. Thank Like, you. I feel like you're promoting your real self. Thank you. Which is important. That's actually Blake right there, by the way. Oh. Yep. Okay. Um, but, uh... I had some of the photos, but you know Yelena. Mm-hmm. She helped me out. I had a woman's input. But uh, what I lack in intelligence, I try to make up for in personality is my bio. <laughs> that's And that's funny, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good profile. But I, I'm pretty satisfied with how it's working out. I have a Bumble, too. But uh, I don't use that as much just because that takes more effort. <laughs> but it's whatever. Mm-hmm. So what... Like, obviously, you said you're not going to be, like, focusing on a relationship right now. You're open to it if somebody pursues you. Mm-hmm. But what are you looking for in a person, if you had to guess? Oof. Like, what's a quality that you think is important to have? I really like confidence. Confidence. Confidence is definitely something I really admire. I gotcha. Because 
don't know. It's just, I guess it's because something I lacked growing up. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's always been kind of, like, a golden thing to me, being like, oh, people are confident. So now, as an adult, like, that's what I look for. Yeah. Very Freudian. What happens to you as a kid is what you like when you're older. That's mm-hmm. why people that sucked on, like, binkies so long when they were kids are obsessed with cigarettes and jeweling now. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. I feel like I just learned something. Yeah, psychology. Okay. So do you feel confident now as a person, you think? Uh, You see, like, obviously I can say anything about how a person seems, but from what it sounds like of what you said about who you used to be, it sounds like you have a lot more confidence. Definitely. I mean, I am the same person that I used to be. I still come off as shy or quiet. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like I give that out. But at the same time, I'm able to be confident at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm able... I'm, like, kind of, like, a a broken-down truck that's been pushed <laughs> down through, like, a neighborhood, and people just keep adding additions to it. So then, when you get down to the whole other block, it's a whole different car, like a hybrid car full of tons of different parts. That's a pretty interesting analogy. Yeah, that's how I feel like I am. Like, I feel like I keep picking up more, like elements of myself mm-hmm. and it just keeps building on like i don't feel like the quiet matt is um not there he's definitely there he's definitely a big part but now there's a confident matt on there too okay yeah so it's not like you're building a new car it's like you're adding on to the car to make it better as a person is yeah that is, that, is that how cars work uh beats <laughs> <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy but i'll go with it mm-hmm. i think that's fair so i don't usually ask this question but do you have a favorite quality about yourself about myself. Yes. Hmm. Um, Would it be easier to talk about a negative quality about yourself that you don't like? <laughs> um, physically. Physically. I've always think I've had nice legs. Even when I had like low self-esteem about myself, I was like, man, at least I have some <laughs> nice legs. That isn't it. Okay. You like them because they're long? Or yeah. Okay. I just, I don't know. So that's something, yeah. Fair enough. Really basic. Okay. I'm not going to go too deep. That's okay. Uh, what's something you dislike about yourself then? Um, you know, even though I embrace my awkwardness and shyness, it can feel, I feel like it can hold me back sometimes. What do you mean by that? Like, it takes me a while to warm up to people. Okay. And sometimes in my mind, like, when I'm awkwardly mean someone, I'm just like, come on, Matt, hurry up, hurry up, warm up a little bit, come on. <laughs> And, like, I just can't control it. So yeah. it's definitely a quality um, I wish I could improve on. I yeah. wish I could warm up a little faster. Like, I'm okay with the cautiousness of it, but sometimes, like, I just want to throw myself in there and be the confident person I know I can be. That's pretty admirable, but I understand what you mean by that. Uh, I have... I feel like I'm kind of similar in that regard sometimes. Like, you don't know how fast you can flip the switch to be lively. Yeah. I, I feel that a lot, actually, so... As I think that's a pretty reasonable thing to say, but I think I don't know how to phrase this correctly. But like your awkwardness is an enjoyable quality. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I think it's something I wouldn't say necessarily unique to you, but your style of being confident, awkward, but personable is maybe charming's the word, but enjoyable as a person. I it think. makes me approachable. I think, yes. Because <laughs> I'm not threatening because people are like, oh, this awkward asshole. Like, <laughs> awkward asshole. I can, 
Like, they're like, oh, obviously he's not rude. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, come on. But, like, I just feel like I'm approachable. Like, mm-hmm. people don't feel like I'm threatening. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, I, I feel the same way about how people feel about me sometimes. Mm. Like, we don't give off an intimidating vibe. Yeah. But that's okay. Which is, yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're, we're living in the 21st century. We don't need to be intimidated. Yeah, we and, don't need to protect, like, our, our, like tent out in the middle of the woods somewhere exactly see so yeah we've we're we've evolved mm-hmm. we're like the never mind i was gonna <laughs> say like it just evolved people i guess i like it so i'm gonna ask a couple other questions here that i think build a little bit more of your backstory uh, are you religious agnostic atheist um christian christian okay mm-hmm. respectable how long have you been a Christian, you think? Well, probably my whole life. So, okay. I kind of just grew up with it. Okay. So, I guess that's why. Because um, I know there's some people that, like, when they get older, they weren't religious, and then they find religion. Uh-huh. But then it's kind of like something I just grew up with. Okay. So I kind of just inherited it, so I'm just like, I'm Christian. Okay. So I don't feel like... Which is a good, good and bad thing. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I am religious, but, like, probably not as devote as... Oof. Yeah. Other okay. people. Diet Coke does that to people yeah. sometimes. Wow. Like, I feel like the term culturally Jewish and being, like, actually Jewish. Are you like, Jewish? No, I'm not. Oh. No. <laughs> but, like, I know, like, people that say, like, they're culturally, like, a part of, like, a religion, but sometimes they're not as devout, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. I have Muslim friends, Jewish friends, Christian friends that their families were a part of that religion. Like, they have traditions that are a part of that religion, but they feel as though they're not active enough to feel uh, devoted to it, yet they still want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I'm I'm probably a lazy Christian. I go to CSF every once in a while here. I did have a question yes, about you and religion. Okay. Something I noticed when I first met you, because I, like, I noticed a lot of little things, uh-huh. especially in that scenario where I was, like, the trip volunteer coordinator uh-huh. at the food bank. And I saw you, you had your cross necklace out. Yep. And I saw you, like, put it under your shirt. Yes. And I was wondering, and now I can ask you this, mm-hmm. if, like, you were self-conscious about it, and that's why you put it away, or... Well, sometimes it depends. Like, it's rare that I put it away to be self-conscious. Like, if, if it gets in the way of something, like, I felt... Was it in the van that I did it? Uh, it was, like... Out like when we were just meeting everyone, when okay. we first got there, and I noticed, and then I was like, "Hmm, that's interesting." I don't know, like may, maybe subconsciously, like I'd like to think I'm not afraid. To, like I'll have this thing out usually, like if I'm about to like do work or something, and I'm gonna be leaning over a table. Mm-hmm. I so usually that's put it in. probably it because that's exactly what we did. Yeah, so I probably put it away then, but like. I don't talk about it too often, but most people just assume it because I'm a folksy kind of guy. Like, I'm from the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But that's okay. There's worse things to be assumed about, I think. <laughs> but, um, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've my family's always been Christian. And I grew up in it. I was baptized when I was 13, I think. I'd say, if I had to guess, we're Southern Baptists. I can't really... Like, we're not very serious, like the actual Baptist denomination, I guess, how that would work out. Um, what about you? Do you have a religious dom... What's the word? 
What? What the hell? The, where did I just use a second ago? Denomination. There you go. Are you Are you just a Christian in general? Just a Christian in general. All right. You're not Catholic or anything, are you? No. That's hardcore. I just I just had a conversation about that with some students about being a Catholic, and I was saying that I could never. It's just too many rules and stuff. Yeah, that'd be rough. I don't get how like their priests stay celibate. I'd be. I mean, if you look at the scandals, then... Well, there you go. <laughs> it doesn't so. work out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think... I, when coming in here, I didn't think religion was going to be a subject to come up, but, like, cool. It happens. Yeah. I tried, like, so far, do you feel like it's a normal conversation? Yeah, mostly. I, I'd hope so. I just feel... Well, I thrown you for a loop so far. I have so much to talk about. I knew you'd have to ask, like, the basic stuff, like, mm-hmm. because that's all you know about me is, like, AmeriCorps and... So I was like, I was like, oh, he's gonna ask all those questions, <laughs> and we, I think we've gone through that, yeah. And now we can like focus on like more exciting things, because that's the kind of stuff like on a daily basis. When I meet someone new, I have to be like, yeah, I'm an AmeriCorps Vista. What's that? And I have to go into that. Mm-hmm. So those are just like <laughs> those subjects has become so like dull for me to talk about. Yeah. So what what do you feel that's exciting that's happening? Oof. Okay. Oh, um, his eyes just lit up. <laughs> okay. I don't know. There's so much that, um, there's just so much going on. Uh-oh. And now I can't think of anything. No, you're now okay. Now on the spot. You're okay. Um. Does that have something to do with you growing up or what you're pursuing now or? It's about the kids. The kids. The students. Oh, okay. I guess your age. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. This ought to be interesting. It's just, I guess I kind of have like a fatherly Oh, there's a vacuum. vacuum. I don't know if that's... Oh, they'll make it. Okay, great. Um, I just, like, have, like, a fatherly presence mm-hmm. to myself. Yes. And I always want to father, like, everyone. Okay. So when I see all these students around, I just... Just motivation of students I've been thinking about a lot and yeah. what motivates students. And I feel like today... A lot of people have like end goals in mind. Yes. Like getting to those end goals, like their plans are a little diluted. Yeah. Okay. Like I've heard people be like, "Oh, I want to be like this politician, <laughs> but I hate people." Yeah. And I'm like, maybe you want to rethink that. Right. Why do you want to be a politician then? And like it comes down to, like power and stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, so when you run for office and stuff, mm-hmm. you're gonna act like you like all these people, and you're pretty much just gonna lie to them. And I just, I hate that. Yeah. I hate the fakeness of it. And I just want to, like, I, I wonder why students feel like they want to do that. And then on the other hand, I want to see what I can do to, like, push them away from that so they can do something that they're authentically happy about. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't know. It's, uh, like... I'm sure there's theories, and you majored in psychology, so you may know better than me, but um, I just feel as though, like, it obviously has to do with something that they think in their head is what's right for them, but the whole reason why I made this podcast is to talk about what makes people happy, Mm -hmm. and so, in in my own little way, I guess, this is my pursuit of happiness, too. Mm -hmm. This is what I intend to do. This is what I hope my end goal is to be. But the whole reason why I do this other than just for myself is to have a better understanding of how other people think that they should pursue their happiness. And I think the problem is with some of those people that have an idea of, here's my end goal, but how the hell is it going to make me happy? 
is might be just because in their head people haven't asked them the right questions about why they want to do that mm. and maybe in a weird way that will make them happy but there's almost almost always something that's going to be better for them just because they didn't think about it that way mm -hmm. like that person hypothetically was that a hypothetical or an example of a real person that you know uh i mean yeah that's an example of just some people i've seen in general like if it was only one person i'd be like oh he's just an asshole but like <laughs> when i see several people kind of saying that then that's when my mind starts racing i'm like this is a problem now mm -hmm. if it's more than one person then i feel like there needs to be more education almost yeah i think that makes sense um i think some people just assume that whenever they're in college or whenever they have that end goal like the path is already cut out and they're just going to follow it. Mm -hmm. And I'm no philosopher by any means, but whenever I started doing this, there's obviously plenty of people that do a podcast. There's obviously plenty of shows called The Pursuit of Happiness. But whenever I did this, I had the intention of doing something that I haven't heard of anybody else doing. Mm -hmm. Like the closest thing to this podcast that I know of is like Joe Rogan. He has a podcast kind of similar to this. He just uh, interviews famous people about what they find interesting. And this extent of, like, he'll interview, like, scientists, he'll interview MMA fighters, shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like, but I just want to talk to people about what makes them tick. And so, I guess, if I'm using myself as an example, it'll be more of, maybe this is a stepping stone, or maybe this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Because my end goal maybe entails having a show, maybe just doing this podcast. I've thought about maybe actually working, if at all possible, with... CBS, NBC, like a national news affiliate, mm -hmm. and actually having a talk show or like a late night show, I think that'd be something I would enjoy and like to do. So looking deeper into that. Yes. So to be like, to have a talk show, uh -huh. like why? why? I feel like anybody that wants to like be on a show needs to be pretty kind of vain uh -huh. and be like, oh, I'm so great. And I want all these other people to think I'm great, so I want my own show because I'm so great. Uh-huh. So, how do you how do you think about that, like, me saying that? Well, and with my purpose in life, the way I've always defined my purpose is to try to make other people happy the best mm -hmm. I can. I thought about maybe being a stand-up comedian. That was something I thought about doing for a while. Like, obviously, I'm not being terribly funny at all in this show, and I, yeah. I don't intend to. But, um, like, I've always defined my purpose as helping others, not in the, in the sense of, like, volunteerism or anything. But I feel like I have the potential to bring joy to people. Okay. And so, I don't think I can help anybody physically, but, like, emotionally, I've always felt like I have the potential to make people happy. Mm -hmm. So, the talk show or the show, or whatever the hell I decide to do, and whatever <laughs> happens 20 years from now, who knows what's going to wind up. I, I don't want a desk job because I feel like I'd be so limited and I won't be able to make as many people happy as I could. But the show idea, I say this a lot, like just that idea, and people's like, oh, sure, I can see that. It's mm -hmm. like, maybe they can, maybe they can't. Yeah. But like my purpose, I feel like, fits that idea. Like, the people I've always idolized are people like Jon Stewart and Robin Williams. I'm a big fan of my father just because he can talk and be funny at the same time. It's just the idea of being able to be intelligent, 
be able to be ha not necessarily happy but to create happiness and also be smart while you're doing it and so I feel like a lot of it's and the reason why I'm doing this and I'm also using this for a project that I'm doing in school is the idea of talking to people people don't do it right anymore I don't think and the idea of like nobody tries to get to know each other anymore people don't have a conversation like this too often people don't like we're always on our phones or we're always talking about something we're so passionate about that something that somebody might disagree with and we don't get together and actually talk about why something's wrong like in the news today like people think everybody hates each other and maybe to an extent people are unhappy with each other but how many people of opposing viewpoints actually sit together and talk? How many people that from like a different country talks to somebody from this country and actually understands each other? How many people in the same country with different ideas in general comes together to stand, understand each other? And the whole reason why I do this is obviously I'm serious at points, but also like I'm not tooting my own horn here. This might be the vain part. I don't know. But like... I think I can make people laugh and also be serious and have the potential to make them happy or at the very basic instance of understanding each other. Mm. So I think that's why the show is something that I want to pursue. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think... I'm going to kind of disagree with you a little bit. Okay. And say that what's portrayed on the media isn't really what's going on in the world. I agree. I mean, we see, like, two sides fighting. Mm -hmm. I think people do talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not on a television screen, which is really important for this. Because this is, like, a symbol, like, normal conversation. Mm -hmm. And then maybe people will hear this and be like, people do have normal conversations. It's a normal thing. And it kind of, like, brings us all together compared to what we're being shown everywhere else of just competing sides. Yes, that's that's what I hope this is this is going to become. Hopefully that's what this is. But um like this is the purpose for it because everybody thinks things are bad until somebody calms them down, I think. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a lot easier to get excited than it is to become calm sometimes and the extent of whenever somebody's aggravated or upset or nervous, it's easier to get worried if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, if you're feeling something bad, it's I feel like it's easier to feel something that makes you more in a negative trait than a positive trait. Mm. Does that seem fair? Yeah. All right. Definitely. So, do you think I'm vain yet? Um, I mean, everyone's vain. There you go. I don't... Do you think I'm super vain? Yes. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I, I'm going to call it as I see it. Um, I think, yes, you sound very admirable. Okay. And I, yeah, that's really good reasoning. But I think still, I still will say that anyone that wants to do it themselves is pretty vain. Because there's other ways to help people and make people happy. And you don't need to put yourself on a stage. I'm not saying being vain is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I, It's a really good thing, actually. I mean, you have, it's not, like, obviously you're not an asshole. Thank you. And you're not, like, using your vainness in a bad way. You're using it in a very good way. Okay. So, like, just because you have a good reason to be vain, that doesn't mean you're not being vain. All right. Yeah, if that makes any sense. So would you just describe it as arrogance? Oof. I guess that's what I'm getting at. No. I don't okay. think you're arrogant. All right. No. 
definitely not arrogance, but there's just a bit of vanity in how I see things. Yeah, that's funny. Tell anyone who wants to, and like I said, it's not a bad thing. All right, it can be a good thing. Well, thank you. Actually, I like that. That makes me feel a little bit better about this situation. Yeah, I know. There's been times when I was younger, I would see YouTube videos and be like, "Oh, I should make YouTube videos. It'd be so cool." And I could have a fan base and all that. It'd be so awesome. And then, like, obviously, all of that's ran by, like, vanity and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd, I didn't even stay in it long enough to, like, make up a good reason for, like, being like, oh, it'll help people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what you're, like, doing. I, like, I'm, I can tell you're an honest guy. Thank you. And when you say that, like, you're definitely doing that for those positive things. But then there's some people in this world that will do anything for fame, almost. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, like, oh, I'm doing this for kids for cancer. <laughs> and then they'll yeah. be like, now watch me in this porno. <laughs> that was kind of extreme, but... I got you. Mm-hmm. I, that, that was an interesting conversation. I don't think I'll have too many of those. <laughs> I mean, my mind, I just, like, spout out whatever I'm feeling. No, I think that's that's probably a good thing most of the time, if I had to guess. It's messy. <laughs> Life gets messy, I guess. It keeps things interesting. You're you're an interesting man, man. I'll give you that. Thank you. So, what else do you think is exciting? I feel like there was something else that you... We were talking about the kids before we went on, on this t- tangent, I guess. Yeah, the kids. Like the, the motivation you said something about. Right, motivation and how... Um, I think a lot of people are... Not motivated today. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've been deterred a lot, like, as a generation. Because mm-hmm. I'm still... I'm in that Generation Z, You're whatever. In, okay. I'm, like, at the edge of it. Okay. So our generation. I'm not that old. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll take that. I think we've been deterred a lot about, like, kind of, like, being pushed in the corner. Okay. Being like, oh, you're young. You can't have opinions on this. Mm-hmm. And that has had an impact on kind of our motivation. And, like, just all the terrible things that are said about young people. Like, oh, you can't do anything for yourselves. And if enough people keep telling you that, then you're going to start believing it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of that, a lot of motivation is down. And it might just be the time of the year right now. Like, coming back from Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and finals are looming yeah. over all the students. And maybe that's, like, cutting people's motivation but I've just been seeing a lot of that, just a lot of lack of motivation, and if I see more than one person, I believe it's a, some type of issue. So that's what you've been seeing lately, you think? Yeah, I've been seeing just isolation and less motivation on this campus, and it could be the campus itself. It, this UIS is a very unusual school. It is. I'll, yeah, it's just so different from any other university I've seen and I think it's a number of things but I won't go into too much detail about that I gotcha so you see it in the student body or you think the actual you think it's a possibility that the actual college has an effect on us oof okay um I feel just that's how the students are feeling now obviously this is the only time I've been around UIS at this time period yes so I have nothing to compare it to so I won't make a statement saying 
that the school is affecting students this way, mm-hmm. and I have no knowledge of anything in the world. I'm like just bullshitting right now, but this is just what I've been seeing, what I've been feeling, so I'm going to say it. And um, I just feel like that's where students are right now. And well, after Christmas break, I feel like you'll get a better read. People on it. will be revamped, okay, and be full of life again. It's kind of just like the end of the semester, yeah, going on. I, I've been feeling, I've had plenty of my ups and downs lately, mm. and I'd probably venture to say it's because of the stress of the end of the semester. Um, whenever you were a freshman in undergraduate studies, did you feel this way at the end of your semester, you think? My experience as a student is much different than this, because I went to junior college okay. for my first two years, and I lived at home. Okay. So I didn't get the crazy, you're 17, 18, 19-year-old go live in a dorm and make your own life it was very like you work your 40 hour job Mm -hmm. then you go to class then you go home so because of that it kind of just i was just in a routine kind of like very individualized routine compared to being a student on a campus where you're with a whole group of people and then kind of like a virus one person is feeling unmotivated and isn't in a routine and then like it spreads to kind of everyone else that actually makes sense because i remember at the beginning of the year i was kicking ass and taking names that hasn't worked out that well as of right now i'm sure you're doing fine i'm hanging in there i'm gonna make it so i do have a question for you then do you if you had to go back and do it over again do you wish you were in a dorm or do you like the way it worked out for you you're like whenever you were in college for undergraduate uh so i think about this sometimes especially when i first started here Uh uh-huh because i was kind of jealous of the freshmen kind of just doing their thing going to parties getting (laughs) being insane yeah and being like whoa that could have been me but then i feel like i wasn't mature enough back then Mm -hmm. to have that much freedom i feel like i would have been a disaster child i don't know what a disaster child looks like as a freshman but maybe you could Think of a few. I, I trust me. There's plenty of people that are around me that don't deserve the freedom that they have right now. Yeah, and I feel like I would have been like I would have respected the freedom, but mm-hmm. I feel like I wouldn't be able to mentally handle it. I feel like as a freshman, I was very just immature yeah. mentally, and I I'm happy. I did what I needed to do. I feel like that's why I'm kind of su- successful now. Not that I'm successful, but like. I wouldn't be at this point now. Eh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I can say that, but who? what if I did, if I was a freshman mm-hmm. at a college, maybe my life would have went totally different. And maybe it would be as equally or more successful than I am now. Who knows? Yeah. All I'll say is, yeah, I was a little jealous. I got a little freshman running around having their freedoms. Fair enough. But, yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I think the freedom's good at times. I haven't. I don't think I've abused my freedom that much. I made some mistakes, but like nothing like party-wise. I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't drink or smoke or anything. Why not? I just. Oh, that's a. This is a complicated one. Yeah. But um, like the whole drinking aspect, I've I've seen plenty of drunk people in my lifetime, and I've been around plenty to the point where, like, the idea of me not being reliable scares me mm. in the sense of. The idea of me not being able to control myself or be myself at all times 
is an intent like obviously it's not like I take a drink of alcohol and I'm gonna turn it into a blackout raging alcoholic. I don't mean that per se, but people usually tend to depend on me mm-hmm. and I think people have a certain amount of respect for me that I'll always be conscious or be there or understand. And so like whenever people like they can call me day or night and I'll be enough or be able to be there for them if they need me. Mm-hmm. And the idea of taking a substance that affects my thought process, like obviously, I drink Diet Coke, mm-hmm. but alcohol, it's just something that's never really been that interested because I figure if I drink and I needed or at the time, it's just, I'm worried. It's probably just because I'm paranoid of the fact that I don't want to not be myself. Because if I'm not myself all the time, I feel like I kind of lose a little bit of myself. Yeah, that's understandable. There's definitely, when you're younger, a stigma of alcohol. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's one end where there's the kids that are like, they've been drinking since they've been 15. Mm-hmm. But when I was 18, I mean, I swore to my grandmother that I would never drink alcohol. <laughs> Did that work out? I mean, no. That's because I got into more, I grew up and I got into more situations. And then I started doing that stuff. At mm-hmm. a legal age. Nice. And nice, nice. Um Did you just wink at me? Did I? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. But um And then I realized like it's not the stigma isn't as extreme. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying underage drinking is cool. It's not cool. Yeah. It, but if you choose to do that, I'm saying that it's. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> I'm trying to say this all as nicely as possible. Not nicely, but as correctly as possible. Uh-huh. But, um. You shouldn't. Alcohol isn't terrible. Okay. And I feel like if you do it correctly and have an understanding of it before doing it, mm-hmm. it can be a really good tool. Um, what do you what do you mean as a tool if I may ask? <laughs> a tool like to enjoy yourself or have fun. Okay. Like I read, I saw this meme a while ago, and um, going to a party without alcohol is like running a five k without shoes. <laughs> because it's I mean you can run a five k without shoes, but it's not um, you won't do as good. And of course, I know you can have your sober parties, and it'll be fine. Uh huh. But alcohol is really—it's good making connections, it's good networking, because like you let your guard down a little bit, and then you're able to. And this is coming from someone that's shy. Mm-hmm. You let your guard down, and then you are able to make friendships. Like some of my best friends I met when I was very intoxicated, and I don't think I would have been friends with them if I wasn't drunk at the time. That is interesting. I've never heard anybody say that, but that's impressive. Yeah, because we're America's very well. First, the drinking age is twenty-one. Yep. So they want to deter anyone under twenty-one as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I've never been on board with that. I'm sure once I get once I like get into higher positions, people will break me down eventually, and I'll be a drone being like, "Alcohol is bad, and mm-hmm. you can't be yourself when you're drinking alcohol." But at this point, I'm just like. This is my experience. This is how I feel things are. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that. 
because yeah okay drink responsibly if you do drink but yeah I'm not endorsing drinking yeah underage drinking just putting that out there he yeah. is not endorsing underage drinking thank you hey don't mention it. <laughs> Um, like, I, I can understand that, and I don't hate anybody that drinks alcohol, like, mm-hmm. I know plenty of my friends drink, and it's just, like, obviously people have tried to peer pressure me into doing things I don't want to, that's the part of life, and I'm, it's okay, like, if people want to make their own decisions, they want to make their own decisions, but, um, like, my whole thing was, I don't like doing unnecessary things, I try to live life as, as... I'm going to say naturally, but that's not the word I'm looking forward because mm. I'm obviously drinking Diet Coke. I'm obviously doing all that shit. But I don't like... I think the whole thing is about my personality changing. Okay, yeah. And I think that's the only thing, and that's the whole reason why I don't do weed or anything either. Do weed? I, I don't do the weeds. Okay, but, um, okay. It's just... Like, I don't smoke marijuana if that makes you guys feel any more like alert to what I'm talking about. But um, it's just the idea of... Who I am as a person, I used to be really shy myself, Mm -hmm. and I've developed into a person that's a little bit more outgoing, and so I try to make it a point to where I don't want to use anything because I have everything up here, and I don't like the idea of having anything else that I need. And to be honest, if I could stop drinking Diet Coke, I would, and maybe eventually I will. That's, I mean, that's living life. Yeah. Drinking your Diet Coke and doing unnecessary things. Because, I mean, I do unnecessary things, like, all day, every day. That's okay. Like, I want to do new things, and, like, I want to enjoy the things I do. It's just I never has, like, partying and everything, that's never been something I was interested in. Mm -hmm. I mean, one day, I'm not saying, like, I mean, you'll go to more parties Mm -hmm. eventually, and sometimes maybe you'll enjoy more than others, because going to college parties is a mixed bag, honestly. You get... I've had, I've been, and depends on, like, you too, like, yeah. what your state of mind is, because if you're in a shitty state of mind and you go to a banging party, that banging party's probably going to be shitty towards, for you, mm-hmm. so, um, I had a point that I was going to somewhere. No, you're okay. Um, so, don't give up on parties yet. I won't. Trust me, I will go back to a few more. I've been to good parties, I've been to bad parties, um, and the good ones are really good, and the bad ones have... <laughs> We're interesting. We're interesting. Okay. And just, you, Jackson, you need to let your hair down a little bit. <laughs> You're not the first person to tell me that. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of students like you, because cause I'm relating to myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to talk about kind of like myself and maybe people will like relate and be like yeah maybe that's what i'm doing and of course people have different personalities so that this could just be how they are but for me as a kid growing up um just like being quiet i thought i was good Mm -hmm. because i was quiet because teachers always want you to be quiet so i was like oh my quietness is a good thing so to be a good boy i would do what they'd want me to do so that would be kind of the unnecessary things. You're being a good boy. You're doing everything the teacher tells you. You're not joking around and stuff. And you're kind of like, you see like those things kind of as bad things. Like you're a bad kid if you do that. You're a bad kid if you're talking to someone in the back of the class because the teacher said so. 
So you grow up wanting to do these good things, and then your teachers are telling you, oh, alcohol, bad, parties, bad, and you're growing up as a kid, and you're like, oh, those are bad, want to be a good kid, and you get to this point where you're starting to mature, and you're like right at the tip before you're about to dive into this whole world of adulthood, and you're like, I'm a good kid, and I see all this stuff, so I'm going to like go through it as maturely as possible to still be a good kid or a good man. And, um, so you look at parties and stuff and you're like, oh, kind of like you feel like you're too good for parties because you're just so better than that. You're gooder than that. (laughs) So then you look at these parties and you're just like, oh, look at all these kids partying. I'm such a good kid. I don't do that. So it really goes down to that for me personally. And that's how I, looking back, that's how I felt because I wanted to be a good kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talking in the back of the class you're not a bad kid. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the traits they tell you not to do as a student end up being traits that are really helpful as an adult. Like, being a rebel. Like, you are kind of trained not to be a rebel in school, but being a, rebe- a rebel is, like, really, really important in our country and, like, being a person. Like, if you're not rebelling against something, then what are you? A drone? Just kind of going on doing everything you've ever been told to do interesting i kind of rambled on that but that's okay i'm gonna try to extract a few things out. okay thank you um first and everything so the first thing is you think you're gonna have these same opinions when you're older no you don't think so the reason i would never get a tattoo is because i changed my mind instantly so if i got a tattoo probably like while they were finishing i'd be like oh i hate it (laughs) Just because, like, I changed my mind so much. Like, I've been writing a speech for this leadership class. Mm-hmm. Just to be, like, motivational and stuff. Yeah. I started writing it three weeks ago. I've written two speeches so far, and I've thrown them away. Just because what I think is important has changed <laughs> within those three weeks. So, no. Alright. I can look you in, straight in the eyes and be like, no. My opinion right now on this whole subject could be different tomorrow. Interesting. Alright. Second question. So, you think... How should I ask this? So, the person I am right now that you're perceiving, do you think I'm a part of, like, the idea of an establishment? Like, ah, he's a good boy. He's the, uh... Like, the... What you're supposed to be type dealio. Is that what you think it is? Um... I mean... Honestly, I don't know you. I got you. But the way you are talking sounds very similar to the way I was talking when I was 18. So, I guess my question is, do you think I'm being closed-minded? Yes. I see. Definitely. 100%. Alright. And I mean that in the best way possible. I mean that, like, yeah. I think you are kind of stigmatizing these parties, and you're not... And that could be because you're at UIS, and UIS has pretty lame parties, honestly. But I'm not, like... Parties are just the tip of the iceberg. It's mm-hmm. like, just because don't have, from based off what the media has said about this stuff, don't make your opinion based off that, almost. I don't make my opinion based off of anything other than what I've experienced as a person. Okay. Well, obviously that was a really big blanket statement. That's not true. <laughs> but, like, every experience that I've had with all the parties that I've been to, high school and college, I've seen people 
that do things just because they're lonely rather than they like them. Mm. And I think that's probably why I dislike the idea, because I've always seen myself as somebody that doesn't like to be told what to do or what to think. Mm -hmm. And whenever my parents tell me what to, something to do, it pisses me off. Whenever my friends tell me to do something, it pisses me off. So whenever I went to all these parties, everybody, the big thing in high school was like vaping and drinking. I was like, okay, whatever. I hope you enjoy your mango jewel pod. Now people, I've seen, I've been to a party or two, and it's like the jungle juice and the beer pong and whatever the hell. And it's like, the way I see it from my personal experience, and it's probably limited because I'm for lack of a better word, the good Christian boy archetype or whatever you want to call okay. it. So, but the way I see it is, it's just, I feel like half the people that are there are there just because they are worried about what the future might be. And so they want to live life as much as they can right now. Mm -hmm. And so to make memories like that is their main goal. Mm -hmm. Another part of the people are there just because they don't want to be lonely. They won't, don't want to be in their dorm on a Saturday night and feel like a loser. Mm -hmm. And I think that's understandable. Yeah. And the whole reason why I don't like them is just because I don't like the idea of having to feel forced to go out and do something or forced to act goofy or act silly to have a story the next day. Like I feel like the reason why I don't do it is more of a thing of I feel like the way I want to experience life I want it to be more unique than having the party to talk about the next day. And that's 100% correct. Does that make sense at Yeah, least? definitely. Because, I mean, yeah. Do it for the snap. Do it for the vine. Um, and, yeah. Sometimes that's part of the experience, almost. Because mm -hmm. it's fun the next day when you're, like, recovering of your friends <laughs> and you're on like some random person's couch and you're going around looking at your snapchat stories and you're like whoa that was so funny and um it's entertainment yeah and i mean yeah you could because all of your reasons were accurate mm -hmm. like that's why people go out but then it's something to do like why do you go see a movie because you want to do something because you're maybe you're lonely and you want to go out like, you could say that about any activity, almost. Like, you want that memory or want that story. I mean, you see all these people, all these families that go out and go on, like, family vacations. And, like, the mom or dad will be like, take a photo of you in front of that. Take a photo of you for the memories. Do it for the memories. Do it for the vine. Do it for the snap. Mm -hmm. So, really, it's all kind of circles, doesn't it? Yes, it actually is. That's what it feels like right now. Yeah. I love it when it works out that way, because usually I'm just pulling stuff out of my ass, and sometimes it I like just keep going into space and never get into an orbit and never get back, but I feel like this has come into full circle, and that feels great, honestly. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And obviously, I'm not... I am kind of challenging you, but like... In a fair way. Like, I'm not telling you, like, oh, all your morals are shit. You don't know what you're talking about because you're a dumb kid. But I'm just, like, telling you, giving you a different perspective that you might have not had before. And you do have six years of life experience on me, huh? So I will give you that, too. You're 19? I'm 18. You're 18? Surprise. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Okay. 
So maybe my opinions will change. I don't see them changing, but there's always a possibility. I mean, don't say that. Like, what do you mean? I mean, you should be open for your. No, I'm. I'm being open-minded. Okay. I think. Okay. It's just like okay. the way I feel now. It's just like my idea of enjoyment doesn't seem like it'd be there yet. I'm not saying I'm gonna close myself off to the potential of things. Like, I'm obviously gonna go to more parties and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just I don't see myself there yet but also yeah. who sees themselves doing anything until they're actually doing it exactly so and it just comes on so naturally and suddenly almost mm-hmm. like when you do stuff like that because you'll look at because like for me when i was the good boy good christian 18 year old boy um when i started doing that stuff i'd be like oh this is like the movies this is a party whoa and then you can have you can look at it different ways. You could be like that one song here by Alicia Cara. Okay. I'll be over here, over <laughs> here. And it's about her just being at this party and having like a totally shitty time and just seeing all these people having fun and just being back there being like, I'm too hipstery for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, like, I did have feelings like that at first that I was too hipstery or cool for these parties not cool but like too good too good yeah too good and then once i went to isu and started going to like more parties that's when and having it really happened when i had started making friends that did that stuff Mm -hmm. that would take a million pictures and have stories at the end and got involved with that and had so much fun that I realized, like, wow, this is really fun and I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could, like, look at the psychology of it and be, like, and, like, make a map of it and be, like, mm, at this moment you were lonely and you did that because of that. But in the moment, I was having so much fun. I didn't care. I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care about um, what I was feeling or why I was doing something. Which... Of course, can be a bad thing, mm-hmm. because then you could be like, oh, I murdered that person, and it was so, it was cool, because, like, I was having fun doing it, but, I don't know, that's how I'm feeling right now. That's okay. So that's what I said. Fair enough. I'd say this is going to be an interesting podcast. I'm excited. I mean, that vacuum through the middle of it, we'll see how that goes, but. That's okay. You want me to see how far we're into it so far? I mean, Yeah. Surprise me. Let's take a okay, guess. make a guess. Yes, make a guess. Let's say, um, oof. Let's say fifty-eight minutes. Fifty-eight minutes. We are at an hour and fourteen. With oof. Yep. Wow. That's okay. It's trust me. I I'd listen to it. <laughs> so, I th- we went off on another tangent here. So I'll ask you one last time about what. Because I don't know if you had anything else that you were thinking about whenever you said something was exciting. We talked about motivation. We talked about uh, why I'm doing this podcast. We talked Mm -hmm. about uh, parties and why sometimes growth and doing something that you don't want to do might be good. That was a good summary of that. Thank you. Because if someone asked me what I talked about here, I'd be like, oh, I talked about parties and... (laughs) If they're good or bad and blah, blah, blah. But you were just like, oh, we talked about this and that. And it was very, it was very, you like tied it up and put a bow on that. Thank you. Um, but if you were going to go on and ask like what else I was excited about. Uh-huh. Or, um, Cause I feel like 
there was something else that you're thinking about, and we just like went off on that entire thing and explored it. I mean, that's how <laughs> my conversations usually go, no, and then okay. by the end, I don't even remember what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. See, this is why I wanted to write stuff down before I came here, but I was like, nah, Jackson wants it honest and authentic, so... I think it's been honest and authentic so far. Yeah. I'm just not remembering all the stuff I wanted to say, but that's... Whatever. Who knows? I always have stuff to talk about. I just like hearing my own voice, honestly. That's okay. Yeah. What'd you call that, vain? Oh, very vain. There you go. Vainest person I know. (laughs) So, like, if you had to describe yourself, would you be an introvert or an extroverted person, you think? I've been having this conversation with people a lot lately because it's such a common question. Mm-hmm. People will put on their dating profiles too now. Be like, I'm an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Um, it's a thing. People put I, their like their personality tests. The Myers Briggs thing. Oh, those annoy me so much when those aren't dating the app. Yeah, I'm, that's a little. Even as a psych major, <laughs> I just don't care because I think they're kind of bullshit. But mm-hmm. um, but I won't go into that. Um. <laughs> What were we talking about? I was going somewhere. We were talking about if you considered yourself an introvert or an extrovert. Yes, thank you. I told I was, it was going to take me five minutes to get back to that. Okay, okay. I'm just going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. I think... I think I've always been an extrovert, but I've been... Grown up, grown up as an introvert. Like you're conditioned to be... An introvert. Like, I've always thought I was an introvert, and I would do things like an introvert. Uh-huh. But I think as I've grown up and experienced more, that I'm more kind of an extrovert, depending on the situation. Like, if it's a bunch of strangers, it gives me so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. But I do need to, like, go out. Because, like, if you see me around, like, this cafeteria area at UIS, like, I'll see people I know and I'll, like, go table to table, being like, hey, guys, what's up? Hey, guys, what's up? Mm -hmm. And that stuff, it it, 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 like, fills my battery up, like, doing that. So, but I've always thought, because I was shy and quiet, I always thought I was an introvert, so I always put myself in that column. Mm-hmm. But, I don't, I guess, can I say both? Yeah. I'm an introvert, extrovert, or an extroverted introvert. That, that's fair. I yeah. think I can see both ways of why you'd say that. What, what do you think you are? Do you think you're an introvert or extrovert? I'd say I'm an extrovert in the sense of, like, I'm, I'm quiet, but I'll turn it on whenever I want to. Okay. Like, I, if I had the choice, I'll study by myself, but whenever I want, want to be out in public, I'll be as entertaining as possible. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like for this, you have to be a little bit more extroverted because you have to publicize everything. I don't like publishing on social media that much. I mm-hmm. always had a problem with that because whenever I do things, I try to make them more spontaneous in the sense of I don't want people to say, oh, he's just showing off his life rather than I want people to be a part of it. So I never really was big on that. Yeah. But um, whenever I, like, for my ability to be around people and talk to people, um, I don't write any of my speeches or anything. I just, like, do them off the cuff usually, which Mm -hmm. I like to do. Okay. Um, Whenever I talk to people, I like to, I try to introduce myself first just because it's not a power move or anything (laughs) like that. It's more like just to be able to get to know people. I think being from southern Illinois... To, like a smaller town where you do that often mm-hmm. to get to know people because you'll eventually know everybody. Mm-hmm. It helps compared to like people from Chicago and everything where yeah. you just like blow by each other. <laughs> um, a couple of my friends that I met from Chicago, 
Like, they looked at me like I was an alien a couple times before. Like, they actually got to know me just because they didn't know why I was talking to them. Yeah. But um, I, I'd probably consider myself an extrovert. I feel like that's a fair assessment. I'd say growing up, I was terribly shy. I was... I didn't like talking about myself. To an extent, I don't like talking about myself until somebody asks now. Just because I feel like that's not a humble quality to do if you just, like, brag about yourself all the time. Yeah. But, um... I think I was an introvert that turned into an extrovert, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you would... Would you consider that as a possibility rather than both, you think? Yeah. I do like my alone time, though. Yes. I can... I I guess hybrid. Let's just stick with the hybrid. I gotcha. Um, I want to compliment your hosting abilities. What do you mean? Because I just don't feel any pressure well good like i'm able <laughs> like when there's silence i know that that's your job you have to I got deal you, with right. that like yeah. i can i don't have for the conversation i don't need to have the next thing right in my mind i can just like say what i need to say be quiet and then it's your job to yep <laughs> so and you're doing a really good job and like yeah good i job. try to keep pushing it forward uh my first couple of podcasts were probably a little bit awkward because of that but uh i think my father uh, I reference him because I try to take after him in some. What's his name? Uh, Bob Canope. Bob Canope. Okay, Bob Canope. Yep. You take after Bob Canope. Um, he wanted to be a radio disc jockey, mm. and like he would record tapes on, I think, cassette tapes. My sister has one of them that's in a pretty bad condition that you can't play anymore, but she's gonna try to refurbish it. But uh, like people used to say, he was one of the best bullshitters ever. Uh, <laughs> somebody said he could sell. A pair of boots to a snake, mm. shit like that. Obviously, that's entertaining to me. But um, I just enjoy the ability to talk to somebody, to hopefully make them laugh, but to understand them better. Mm-hmm. Um, my project that I'm going to be doing for this honors program dealio tomorrow, actually, is the showcase. I'm going to take this thing out and, like, for a post to talk about what we find beautiful. And uh-huh. my topic is interpersonal communication. So, like this. So, what's going to happen is people are just going to come up to me. I was like, yo, what do you think is beautiful? They're going to tell me. It's like, you know what I think is beautiful? This, because you're able to tell me that. That's that's good. Thank I, you. I mean, I love unusual answers to questions. I feel like that's unusual, but it's it's real. It's authentic. Thank you. I, I, I feel like it is. Hopefully, the director of the CAP program thinks that's too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, long. honestly, you could say anything's beautiful if you have a good reason enough. No. Yeah. It works. I'm waiting to see if anybody does anything too wacky, but hopefully it's all PG-13 at least. But then again, I guess I'm 18, so it doesn't really matter anymore. Exactly. You kids, you kids, <laughs> don't... And I feel like the school's kind of blame for this too. But, like, you're all, like, treating each other like PG-13. And I'm not saying, like, you should all... <laughs> Where are we should going? Be... <laughs> this, should... this shouldn't be, like, a riot or a... Uh, mosh pit yeah but like i feel like it should be okay to do adult stuff mm-hmm. especially like if you look at some of these okay i'm talking a little bad about uas so okay i can't wait for the slate to come back in like 15 years when i'm applying for like some like <laughs> dean position and they're gonna be like you said this about uis once so we know you're full of shit but um i feel like a lot of the uis events are very kiddish fair very kiddish and this is a college campus with adults, mm-hmm. people that are starting to label themselves as adults. 
And through that transition, having maybe some more adult-themed activities would be really good. Uh-huh. Because you're at the age where you're kind of not seeing yourself as a teenager anymore. You're seeing yourself as an adult. And you're kind of like saying stuff like, I'm an adult. Why am I doing this? So I feel like having... And like some of you kids, because you aren't being treated like adults, are like staying as a teenager. Uh-huh. Coming from me, who acts like a 13-year-old girl constantly. <laughs> but... um Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I can definitely see why. Like, there was only one event that seemed a little more adult, and that was uh, Wild and Out. They had, like, two cast members here, and that was the closest thing that Mm -hmm. I saw. And I laughed, and I thought that was a good time. Like, Mm -hmm. it was different because that was, like, one of the first events on campus, and I'm coming from a small town in southern Illinois. That dude's talking about smoking pot on stage. (laughs) I was like, okay, so this is what we're doing. I mean, but once now it's pot becomes, like that. Once pot becomes legal, it's going to be less extreme too. Yeah, in the Illinois area. <laughs> to be honest, whenever I first showed up to UIS, I didn't know what pot smelled like. Really? Like my father or the people I'd be around at the time that would smell it, they'd say, "I'd ask them what that smell is," and it's like they would tell me it's weed, but I was never able to recognize it because I wasn't around it enough. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, I definitely know what it's like <laughs> now, without a doubt. <laughs> Like it's, I'll walk by a person or I'll go up the stairwell in my dorm. It's like I can I can definitely tell it now. And I was like, this is weird. If that's the one thing you learned from UIS, then I think UIS has done you good. There you go. I, I feel like they've taught is. you some important. Yes, that's important. Yeah. Because like then if you didn't know, and some guy that was like super high started talking to you, you'd be like, what's up with this guy? And you would be able to realize like, oh wait, that's hot. Yeah. He's. On the marijuanas. The wacky tobacco. The wacky tobacco. Is that what people call it? No, nah, that's what I I've been call calling it. it the devil's grass a lot lately. I say the devil's lettuce. Really? Yes. I call, like, <laughs> anything that the students aren't supposed, like, aren't legally supposed to do, I just put the word devil in front of it. Fair enough. Devil drink, devil grass, devil whatever. That's reasonable. I, I never asked you, but where are you from initially? Where am I from? Okay. Um, I'm from uh, Lockport, Illinois. Okay. Which is next to the city of Joliet, Illinois, Mm -hmm. which is 30 minutes away from the city of Chicago. Okay. People tell me sometimes that I have an accent, but you have not said that, so maybe you don't get it. Um, Some people, I don't know, some people will be like, oh, you said that G longer than normal people, you're from Chicago, and I'm just like, shit, how do they know? Because I don't hear it, because that's where I'm from, but... Say Chicago. Chicago. Uh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And I think I think that's so cool when people have accents and go place. Like, I wish I had more of an accent. Really? Just so people could be like, you have an accent. Because it's like, it's so cool people knowing kind of a little bit about you before, like, even knowing anything just by the way you talk. Mm-hmm. It, like, gives you, like, a sense of individualism. That's why some of the schools that I've been applying to that aren't ISU have been in like California or Texas. That'd be cool. Just so I can have that experience more often, being like, you have an accent. And I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm from Chicago. And they're going to be like, where? So, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. that That's an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. So you like the idea of accents in general? Mm-hmm. I love accents. I just want a whole room of people with tons of different accents just trying to figure out what each other are saying fair enough mm-hmm. so you could tell that i have one i'm assuming yes i think the first time we talked 
in that freezer throwing stuff away in that dumpster yeah. i said are you from the south and you're like mm-hmm. but um yeah which is cool i got it's you. cool it makes you an individual not saying that people that don't have accents aren't individual everyone's individual even the plainest people if you look hard enough they're individual sometimes you have to like go in there and like yank it out of them i agree and that's kind of my it's not my job <laughs> I see. I'm, I work in the volunteer center, and I'm just like, yeah, I need to talk to people because like recruiting and stuff. And then I'm going in there, being like, okay, tell me all your problems. I'm gonna give you solutions. It's my job. <laughs> and then they don't go to my volunteer stuff, and I'm just like, oh, well, <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. It I do guess. be. I didn't know that was a meme until it do be like that. Yeah, oh. until this girl I worked with, who I told I was gonna be on a podcast, and she's like, podcast? Can I be on it too? And I was like. Uh, I barely even know the guy. <laughs> I don't think if I just brought this random girl who I barely know. Is she a student here? Is she like yeah, a... she's a student. Okay. Um, but she we like became Snapchat friends, and she'd always be like, "It be like that sometimes." It and did. I was just like, "Oh, what a cool, unique phrase!" Mm-hmm. And then I listened more, and I heard more people saying it. I'm like, "Oh, it's a fucking meme." <laughs> Never mind. You're not an individual. You're just reciting memes. Memes are cool, though. I love memes. But I agree. I do appreciate you not bringing anybody else, by the way. I have yet oh, to do yeah. a, a group podcast. And it should be a special moment. That you are. Into, this is your show, obviously. Even though you kind of like give the spotlight to your guest, this is 100% your show, and I would Thank never you. want to... Yeah. You're a kind man. I, I appreciate know, Respecting it. someone's hosting their own show. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so this is the name of the podcast. So I'm gonna have to ask you, what do you think makes you happy as a person? This is this is coming to the final moments of where this is the big question. I this, know this is coming to the climax. I know, and this is the part I've been fearing the most because I never know how to answer this question. I always will give some long bullshitty answer that goes nowhere. That I think that some people will think, "Wow, that's smart," because he said it for a long time, <laughs> and he made me think. But really, I'm just like, cannot compute. Just say stuff, Matt. Um, happiness. Pursue of happiness. Yep. Name of the show. Yes, sir. I should have come prepared with this. That's okay. Um, Nobody ever gives me the answer right off the bat. That makes you feel better. <laughs> I've yet to have somebody's like, that's it. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. People have... like. If you can name it right off the bat, you either are terribly confident to almost default, or you just bullshitted me, so that's okay. Happiness is unity. Unity, okay. And knowing where you are in the universe, and just, like, being somewhere, and, like, looking around and being like, I'm supposed to be here. Just kind of, like, having that acceptance and like being with your friends going out and looking around and being like I'm supposed to be here and then you're just like you are where you're supposed to be Okay. I feel that is what unveils you and allows you to be happy just that acknowledgement of just being where you're supposed to be so do you believe in destiny? oof I mean (laughs) I you know my beliefs I am terrible at labeling anything. Uh-huh. Terrible definitions of words, too. Do you think things happen for a reason? I think when I look back at my past, I have no regrets uh-huh. because that's how it was going to be. Yes. So I guess you could say that's destiny-ish. 
Like, I don't believe, like, I don't think there's something ran out for me already. So I don't believe from this point on, like, this is what's going to happen. Uh-huh. I believe the stuff that's happened was the only way it could have happened. Like, I know, like, people will go on and talk about multiple universes and be like, oh, that morning you had Cheerios instead of Fruit Loops that uh, split. That split. Uh-huh. I believe, like, this is this is what we're this is our path we're all in this together we're all on this roaster roller coaster ride together just going and what happened in the past is what happened and you should be i mean you did that so you should take responsibility for it and because a lot of people will look at their destiny and be like can like twist it and be like oh it was meant to be that way i was meant to kill that person like that was my destiny i had no control over it destiny did it Nah, destiny. Yeah, that doesn't work out too well, I don't think. I, I don't think in court you could get away with that. Yeah, I mean, that was fate, bro. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, yeah. I So, I guess I do believe in some sort of fate or destiny. But, so, in a way you do. So, whenever you said what makes you happy, it's the idea of understanding and being comfortable with where you're at in life. Is yeah. that what you mean? And I'm not saying... Like, Destiny makes it sound like one specific spot. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm saying, like, it could be multiple places. Like, I'd be home um, watching my mom yell at my dad and be like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm supposed to be and be mm-hmm. happy. Or I could be here um, yelling at my neighbors to stop feeding the damn cats <laughs> and, like, close the door and be like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm happy. Yeah. So... Just, like, just that feeling. And it could be anywhere or anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could just be where you're at mentally and think, like, you could be a troubled youth um, behind a dumpster smoking cigarettes and you have that feeling of, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then maybe when you're older, you'll show that and be like, wow, I was a fucking dumb kid. But in that moment, you were happy because you believed that's where you were supposed to be. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I think it does to an extent. I think... Yeah, I, so what I'm taking away from it is it's just the idea of being able to accept where you're at mm-hmm. and still move forward and realize that everything will be okay. And that's just the way life works out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. See, if someone asked me what happiness was in a week from now, I'd probably give a totally, totally different answer. crazy other <laughs> that's okay. answer. But at this moment, that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. So that's what I'll say. Life fluctuates, so I think that's a fine thing to say. Yeah, cool. Awesome. I like it. Yeah. So what else are you thinking, brother? Uh, Tomorrow's Monday. Sad. Gosh. I'm thinking about work. Thinking about grad school. Applications are due in two weeks. I'm I'm sorry about that. So that's um, thinking about that. I'm thinking about how this podcast is going to turn out. And because I know I'm going to listen to it, I'm going to be like, Matt, what the fuck are you even talking about? You put Jackson through this shit? That poor kid is just sitting there trying to, like, like process all of this and try to, like, make it sound, like, normal. That's what I'm thinking. I think, I think this is a very good episode. I think this is probably one of the most unique episodes I've done. Shit. And I mean that in the best way possible. I'm not even bullshitting you. Okay. I think this 
what I like about this is that every time I interview somebody new or different, I get or new or different answer or response. You mm -hmm. put the hood up. Mm -hmm. I think considering that you're older and you have a little bit more life experience, I think you have a different take on the world, which is a little bit more refreshing than anybody that, uh, like any freshman that I can interview mm -hmm. on this podcast. So I was actually extremely grateful that you came and did this. Um, as of right now, we are sitting at approximately a, an hour and 36 minutes. So That's like watching five Spongebob episodes in a row. Yes. Wow. R.I.P. to uh, Steven Hillenberg, I think. That's why Spongebob's on my mind so much. Yep. That yep. happened. Poor yep. guy. The creator I mean, passed away. He started Spongebob when he was really old, mm -hmm. which gives me hope in my life. There you like, go. If he can make Spongebob when he's like in the 60s, I could do something in my 60s. I like it. Alright, so... Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up. I think Smart this, idea, yeah. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to say? Any social media that you'd like to put out there? Talk oh. about anything? Any closing comments? Oh, I should have something to plug. Um, you could plug I could yourself? Plug, plug, I could plug myself. Um, why not? Hey, so this was Matthew, Matt, Maddie K, Kundrat, and... Um, if you see me around, come say hey and be like, dude, what was up with that fucking podcast? And I'll be like, I had a good time. Cool. So did you have a good time? I did. Well, good. At first, I feel like we, I feel like it's always awkward talking to anyone yes. for the first time on a podcast. And I felt like we went through that. We went through our awkward hazing. Yep, and then we were able go. to get into the frat, the fraternity of podcasts and like, <laughs> Got to do stuff, and I'm excited, and yeah, this was so cool. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm glad that you came. Um, I'm going to send you the link once this is done. Yeah. Um, I'll give you the information later. All right. Um, I'm going to put this on our Snapchat for the myself. I don't have a Snapchat for the podcast yet. I feel like that's in the later days. <laughs> I got an Instagram mm -hmm. for this podcast. I'll put it on there. I'll put it on my story of my Instagram. I'll probably tweet about it. Quite possibly put it on the Facebook, even though that's in its... Uh, very premature days but i think that is all my social media that i have um i believe i'm having two more podcasts before christmas itself or sometime in the near future uh, i'm going to be having an interview with possibly melanie again uh, she would like to have another shot at this uh gonna interview my friend amy from crystal lake she goes to purdue university so we'll Oh, wow. Maybe see how that works out. Shit. Um, other than that, I'm going to be traveling to Chicago over Christmas break. At least I'm planning on it. Knock on wood. Make sure nothing goes awry. Uh, but I think this was a very good podcast because this is going to be something new and exciting. And I, Even though people are going to look at it as like, damn, this is an hour and 40 minutes. I'm going to tell them it's going to be worth it if they listen to it. And I think something that upsets me is that people expect, hey, uh, there's no way I'm going to have the free time to just listen to this whenever. And that's not the point of this. Mm -hmm. And I think some people get confused. as like, this isn't a TV show or the radio or music that you just turn on. Like, you can do that, obviously. But I hope that people use this as something that they can relax themselves to. I encourage people, if you're going on a long drive, I think this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Because you... Like, I get tired of listening to music eventually, and I think it's refreshing to hear people talk and have ideas, or like just to get to know each other and be entertaining, and I think this is what this was. So I encourage everybody that's going to be having free time to the point where they're going to be traveling somewhere, doing something, 
or over Christmas break or over any time that you don't want to just be in silence or be by yourself and you want to have something new, I suggest you listen to it. So I'm going to end my rambling here and say I hope all of you feel free to pursue your happiness because that's what life is, I think. Everybody wants to be happy somehow, good, bad, or indifferent. I hope you guys can all chase that. And I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the ninth episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Matt, thank you. All right. Amen. Amen.